You are listening to episode 114 of the Game Deflators Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. We like to talk about games. We've recently picked up games we're currently playing. And are you ready for some inflation deflation? That's a... Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Okay. Monday night. It is Monday night. So, uh, this week we play Tecmo Bowl. Because, Tecmo Bowl. You know, the uh, NFL playoffs have started, and why not play some Tecmo Bowl? We're seasonal. We're on top of it. We know what happens in the world. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, all right, well, that being said, um, here on the Game Flirts podcast, as Ryan said, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, which uh, this week we have none. Uh, I have not picked up any games this week. You haven't picked up any games this week. It's normal for me. Uh, I think we need to get John checked. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, Dude, you know, with my currently playing this week, there's a reason I haven't picked up any games. But before we dig into everything, uh, this week we have a few different articles. One of them being uh, Microsoft recently asked players um, what the PlayStation 5 controller has and features that they want to see in their controller. So uh, looks like Microsoft's trying to dig in and copy a little bit. And speaking of copying... Uh, Microsoft at one point in time dismantled the PS2 to help develop the first Xbox. And of course, they once tried to purchase Nintendo. So that's another article we're looking at this week. And uh, lastly, we keep talking about this. It just needs to happen. It's going to happen at some point. We're going to keep talking. It'll happen. Uh, Nintendo Switch new revision codenamed, I guess that's Aula, A-U-L-A, is uh, data mined. And it's to feature an OLED screen, new dock, and 4K support and more. So we'll dig into that later before Inflation Deflation Challenge. But this week, and by the way, Ryan, I hope you picked out trivia, because I did not. Um, yeah, current pickups, nothing. And currently playing, dude, Apex Legends. I am, I might be addicted. I have been consistently playing that game on a day-to-day basis. If I find 10 minutes free, I pop up Apex. When I get, you know, home, Apex. When I'm about ready for bed, Apex. It's just been Apex Legends. I've gone in one week since I started playing uh, to level 38, I think, in the game. I'm racked up like 100-something kills and tons of revives. I've got like five wins under my belt now, which is kind of cool. So I'm right in that range. I think they say like every 20 games you should win like one game. So I think I'm right in that range. I've won five games with one character and it's seven total. So I don't know if I've played 140 games, but... Uh, I've played quite a few, and I'm getting better and better. So this past week, I was a kill leader twice. Uh, once with a game where I had 12 kills, and another one where I had five. So it's picking up, dude. My uh, first-person shooter skills that I have not utilized for some time, they've been in retirement mode, are uh, kicking up, and it's kind of getting me wanting to play some other first-person shooters here pretty soon. And honestly, man... One of the things I really need to do ASAP is jump onto Jade Cocoon, beat that, and start playing God of War so I can get away from Apex. Because it is consuming every single moment of gaming that I have right now. So, that being said, man, I know you're looking for trivia, but what are you playing right now? Uh, so, I played... I, I went and saw some family this week, and I showed my cousin What Remains of Edith Finch. We played through like the first little leg of that. Um, he seemed to really like it. I like that game a lot. I've played through it a couple times now. That's always fun. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. He has Game Pass, 
So I figured, hey, I mean, if you got Game Pass, why not check it out? So I think it just came to Game Pass. So if you were a Game Passer, be on the lookout for that, I guess. And then um, I also played a little bit more Hades. I decided that I'm going to switch over to God Mode, which God Mode in Hades is a play mode that you get like, once you turn it on, you get a base like 20% damage resistance. And then the more you die, like it gives you either more damage resistance. I don't know if it gives you something more than just damage resistance, but I've died enough times since turning God mode on now that it bumped me up to, I think, 24%. So it just makes the game easier the more you go through, but keeps it just challenging enough that it's not like, it's not like every time you die, I don't think it goes up, but you could turn it off whenever you want. But it's just like later in the game, you have to start putting on the like difficulty multiplier stuff so that you can keep grinding. And I've still only beaten it the once. And I feel like it's recommending me the bow all the time. And I kind of don't like the bow very much compared to all the other weapons. I don't know. Sometimes it does good. Sometimes it does bad. It might just be that I've had like a bunch of bad runs with the bow. Like I always feel like I'm making the wrong choices. And I feel like I'm doing that a lot because there's um, in the game, you get this list of the fates, which is it's basically like a checklist of, you know, here's all the boons that you can get from the gods. Here's all the upgrades that you can make to your weapon. Here's all the, you know, duo boons that you can get. So it's like once you've done everything on one of those lists, you get like some type of reward usually it's like gems but it could be uh diamonds or it could be ickers it could be like a whole bunch of different stuff so whichever reward you're looking for you're kind of always picking things that you haven't picked before just to check it off that list because who knows when it's going to come around again so that doesn't necessarily make for like the most optimized builds that you could potentially go for like just grabbing things because they're available like the bow, I just had to pick a um, long shot because I hadn't ran into that one. And it's okay. Like, it seems like, yeah, having a bow, being far away, that makes sense. But, like, trying to keep yourself spaced against enemies that are constantly pushing towards you sucks. Uh, there's, like, certain boons that you can get that, like, push enemies away but certain enemies don't get pushed away very much. Like, it doesn't help you at all against a boss. Like, the extra damage that comes with the pushing away is helpful, but you're not going to throw the bosses around. And trying to maintain distance, especially in, like, the Elysium, you're fighting a Minotaur and Theseus. The Minotaur is, like, charging at you all the time, lunging at you with his axe, and Theseus is standing back, throwing his javelin and holding his spear up and can only be hit from behind and is trying to range you out. And it's really hard to manage both of those with a bow. So it's it's frustrating. It's so fun, though. I'm still having a great time. You think you're going to beat it? I mean, I already beat, like, one playthrough. Like, I beat it with the, the gun thing. I forget what it's actually called. But well, so, so you technically beat this game. I beat, like, a run, but that's not, like... That's just the very beginning. Oh, I Like, gotcha. there's way more to go. You can keep going. Okay. So, it, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, I'm just trying to think, like, if this is your first game of 2021 that you'll have beat. 
might be the only, but yeah. Mm. yeah. Could be. Could be. Could be. And um I'm thinking about picking up that Apex Legends though. Because you're not the only person who's been talking about it to me lately and now i think i've got enough people that i know because like i mean i could just go on and play with like randos but that's a kind of game i'd rather play with somebody and like chit chat and stuff well randos kind of pissed me off in that game so the big issue that i've had is like you're in the middle of playing for rando and they just will be like afk Mm -hmm. and that's it and you're like what the hell like why did why would you even jump into a match if you're not gonna play like they literally just stand there so that's on non-ranked. If you're doing uh, ranked, I think it's a little different because you can report people for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not as bad. But yeah, man, like just standard modes and trying to play with people. I've had so many randos just like stop playing or away from keyboard or like they're in the middle of playing with you and then they stop or you go down and they have a chance to revive you and they don't revive you or they don't play with like there was I play with Lifeline in that game. Mm-hmm. And that's like the uh, the healer in a sense, so she can quickly do like a mobile revive, which is pretty badass, and it throws up a nice shield, and then you can defend and everything else, and she has like this life bot that she uses as well. So I personally think she's one of the better characters, and so I play with her, but the other day I'm playing with a guy, and he decides to pick her, and I'm sitting in the back of this like firefight, because I go down and realize I had like seven or eight kills that game, and... Uh, this guy goes through and he like he runs into the middle of a firefight instead of coming to recover me, who's actually uh, I think I was playing Wraith in that game, who's like this interdimensional traveler in the game. And he goes in his firefight instead of, you know, being the support character he's supposed to be and recovering me. So a lot of weird stuff of randos, man. Like sometimes I just can't stand it. So uh, the game itself, though, if, if you get to play, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's pretty addicting. It's free. Um, you know, you can buy skins and cosmetic type stuff if you wanted to, but it's not necessary. And, uh, unlockables, you know, just, I think, uh, my buddy Justin was telling me that it's like every 25 levels or 20 levels, you can kind of theoretically unlock a new character in there. And he's almost unlocked all of them. He's like level 140, 150. I mean, he's been playing for some time, but if you stay pretty consistent, I think you can unlock all the characters and get a massive amount of skins and other stuff pretty quickly in that game. Just got to play consistently. Well, that being said, man, did you end up finding a, a trivia question here for me? Yeah, I was trying to find a little bit of a deeper answer, but I think we could probably just guess our way through it. Which game developer has won four Game of the Year awards for their work? Naughty Dog? No, it's Person. Oh, which game? Oh, game like creator says developer oh um what's his face uh for metal gear solid um uh kojima no wrong sir todd howard todd howard oh yeah he's with uh bethesda isn't he Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm guessing i'm trying to find like a list of what all those games are but i'm guessing it's like probably fallout fallout Skyrim and, Skyrim and, and Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably what it is. Uh, well, before we get into our articles here, of course, you can find our podcast on all of those awesome podcast applications such as Podcast Addict, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Give us a five-star review if you can't leave six. And uh, social media. Find us on Facebook at The Game Deflators, Instagram at The Game Deflators, and Twitter at Game Deflators because they just don't like the... All right, dude. I think you guys should send us trivia because obviously we're not great at finding good trivia. Yeah, then one of well, I guess it would be me that saw all the answers though, because like 
Maybe maybe we each need to just like come up with a list of trivia ahead of time, and then we'll just go through until we run out, and what's then the do fun, more. What's the fun of that though? It's a trope now. I like, guess. Yeah. The people, the people like it. I guess maybe. Maybe. Okay. Our first article is Microsoft asks Xbox players what PS5 controller features they want to see. So uh, they recently did like a survey, and hold on, this is by Daniel Hollis at NME. Uh, so NME.com. But yeah, so they did a survey with a lot of their users recently to be like, what do you want to see in a new controller that the PS5 has? And um, it's interesting, man, that they would go through this because, you know, in some of these other articles, it's interesting that these all kind of came down at once this week. Uh, Microsoft has done, I wouldn't say necessarily a lot of copying, even though I, I would say they probably have copied, uh, you know, in their own way. But they've done a lot of stuff over years to, like, innovate their own products. And, you know, this is one of them, right? Like, what do they have that we can put in our controller? And likely what they would do from there, because I'm sure there's patents and such for some of what Sony has in those controllers and what they're doing. I could likely see Microsoft saying, well, they have this, but let's try and make it better. Well, and Microsoft's had patents since I... I know that I've heard people talk about this before, and I tried to look back, and I found people talking about it back in 2019. They had patents, and you can see the images of, like, a geared system in the controllers to provide some type of active resistance. So, you know, it's not like it's not something that they've thought about before. They just haven't put it into production, essentially. Yeah, but them going out and asking this question, um, I've heard other people say this, too, that the... Microsoft new console line doesn't feel as next gen as the Sony new console line. Like the dashboard is totally revamped and new and looks different and looks like more future tech. You know, the controller is way more future tech. The console itself looks way more like this is something different. This is something you haven't seen before. And everything that Microsoft has doled out is like, Here's a very similar dashboard. Here's a very similar controller. Here's a, you know, just square or rectangular box that's very unassuming and will just kind of nestle in and blend into the background. And what's making the PS5, like all of those things together, really make it seem like a newer piece of tech that's giving you new stuff. And it makes it feel way more next gen. And I think maybe, you know, Microsoft had a really good approach with the Series S and the Series X, and, you know, they're really well-put-together systems. Everybody's clamoring for one. You know, their launch lineup isn't the greatest, but, like, the tech itself, like, there's just nothing about it that isn't the last series or just the Xbox One generation that isn't just that, but, you know, stronger, prettier. Everything else is utilitarian at best. And so here's what's interesting when you look at a, uh, a global scale right now for those two consoles. Uh, this is from VG The Switch Char- is still killing them. Oh, yeah. Switch is still ch- killing everybody. But uh, VG Charts, for example, currently has a PS5 at, as of... Um, let's see. This was Hardware Charts uh, the 26th of December, so several weeks ago. They had the PS5 sitting at 287,000 consoles to Microsoft's 158,000 consoles sold. In fact, the PS4 sold just 19,000 less during that same time frame on a global basis than the Xbox Series X and S. Yeah. That's kind of scary when you think about it. (laughs) Um, Well, and that's why they're shutting, going to 
I th- didn't we talk last week about how they're shutting down the different SKUs and they're going to start producing less PlayStations so that they can start producing more PS5s? Yeah, I want to say we talked about that last. Well, no, no, we didn't talk about there. It was uh, an article recently, and it wasn't shutting down production of PS4s and such. It was they were looking to... They're eliminating a to- bunch of the SKUs. Yeah. They're going to it- just have, like, a base... Well, the model. SKUs that they were looking to eliminate, I would imagine the Pro is probably one of them, or to lower the price point. But the SKUs, I think they were they're going to eliminate the Pro because, like, for four hundred dollars, you spend a hundred dollars more and you get a PS Five. Yeah, I. So I think the key thing they were looking to eliminate were like the special edition consoles, if I'm correct, from when I read that. So like the Glacier White one. Yeah, like any sort of consoles that are non-base variants that's what they were eliminating from what i understand well either way they'll open up their lines and start building more ps5s that was absolutely hilarious obviously you guys can't see this because it's not a video (laughs) recording but (laughs) in the middle of recording ryan's chair just lost all of its air inside the uh the seating my leg got i tried to spin and my leg caught the handle and i just started descending slowly (laughs) and the look of panic going down folks the look of panic on your face was absolutely hilarious (laughs) it's like what's going on uh yeah so i mean going back to this so i mean i get it like you know the one of the biggest selling points that i think has been occurring right now with the playstation 5 is obviously games is one component but the other one is that haptic feedback in that controller and it's just having a really badass controller and so if microsoft wants to be the all-around powerhouse that it is for its console they need to deliver games, which I feel that they're doing now. They're delivering the games, but now they have to really kind of jump into other modalities of, or not modalities, but other types of technology within the console to make it more than just an Xbox, you know? Well, they have the, the feedback controller, VR of some sort, if yeah. they're able to put that in. They have to do more to compete with Sony, and it seems like since the Xbox original xbox came out they've just been riding on sony's coattails for so long man yeah that's the thing i really want to see i'm i'm guessing probably like 2022 like we'll get through this first year of ps5 and then probably start jumping into uh, okay psvr2 territory yeah and you know it might be one of those things that sony has plans already for like a ps5 pro or some sort of revamp down the road and uh you know, they don't plan on releasing VR until that time frame. Because, you know, kind of like with the uh, the VR on the Pro. Another like, reason to wait. Yeah, I mean, the VR was better on the Pro than it was on the base PlayStation, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why you would wait. So I could see them waiting for another VR to come out, like 2022, if a new console. Is it crazy that console. PSVR probably runs better than Cyberpunk on the original PS4? That's actually kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, All right, so the next thing here, talking about uh, Microsoft writing some coattails, is uh, back before the original Xbox came out. So this was actually a pretty interesting read, uh, but this is by William Miracle at Game Rant, and pretty much Microsoft dismantled the PS2 to help develop the first Xbox. So the way this article reads is they were talking to, I forget who it was, but it was a former or head of development for Microsoft, and they were initially calling the Xbox like the coffin box because... Uh, they were thinking that if this console failed, a lot of them would lose their jobs. So, you know, coffin box. And uh, what they did to kind of help them out is, you know, Sony was at the top of its game saying that it, this was like next gen. Uh, this was elite. They were, you know, ahead of the game and leading the gaming space. And Microsoft really didn't like that. So they ended up taking a PlayStation 2 console, tearing the entire thing apart. And it's it's a really interesting story. Like I never like 
really thought about this side of the industry and the production of the consoles and what goes into thinking, you know, what do we charge and such. And apparently what they did is they literally just dismantled this whole thing, counted the screws, looked at every component of it, uh, wrote it all up, wrote out the cost of production, everything that could possibly go into this to then go ahead and create their own machine and try to put out a competitive price point. So, and of course they had the advantage at that point in time or disadvantage, I guess, in a sense of not having a console out at that time and being like a year behind or however long it was at that period of time and being able to really dismantle that console and have it at their disposal versus, you know, in current gen situations, it's one of those trying to get out as fast as you can at the cheapest price point and guessing what, you know, based on the specs and such that you might have for your competitors and, you know, trying to base it around that and create the best machine you can, but not fully understanding what you have to go against. Mm. So I think that was an interesting take on like, you know, what they were doing to develop the original Xbox. It's just not something I ever thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple other things I liked from this article. They talked about the original design for the Xbox was just going to be a big silver X. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like a render of that. I want to see what that would have looked like just... I want to see the universe where the first Xbox it launched was just this big silver X that just sits on your entertainment center and everybody's like, oh, it's an Xbox. So I remember when the Xbox was initially coming out, I, of course, is not an Xbox person. I, I got my first Xbox probably like eight, ten years ago at most or at, at the yeah, at most, I think. And um, I think the really cool thing is like when it was coming out, a friend of mine was saying, oh, don't you want to wait for the Xbox? I'm like, fuck no. I'm not gonna wait for the Xbox to come out. Like, I got my PlayStation too. Like, I was already in the middle of playing a bunch, like playing games of friends. Like, why would I ever want to jump into this Microsoft console that has like a few games here or there that I may or may not be interested in? But the one cool thing about the Xbox was the fact that it had a big ass X right on the top of it. Right. You know, like you had the the logo in green, but then you had like just the the lines of X to make Boy, the X those kind of fat controllers with the giant Xbox logo. The Duke. I think it's what it's called the Duke. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, interesting they, history behind Microsoft here. Yeah, they also say in the article near the end, I think, uh, that in Ikea now they have like mock models of like the PS5 and the Series X. So you can see how it will fit in with like the furniture setting. Like, man, they better have made Ikea furniture bigger because I don't think most of my Ikea furniture would really like handle a PS5. And for those of you wondering, like, what IKEA stands for, it's actually Swedish for particle board. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it really isn't. But all their stuff is created out of particle board. Uh, hey, so, it's cheap and effective, John. I guess. Yeah, it's cheap. That's for sure. <laughs> so, John, effective. don't get the IKEA fans after us. Okay, okay. IKEA, you know, I love the meatballs. And I do have an IKEA table. I've had it for some time, that one that's outside in my backyard. Yeah. That metal one. It's uh doing work for you. Yeah, it's lasted for uh what, six years now? Not a single issue. Uh but dude, also the last thing on that article with the dismantling, uh, they did mention that while doing like testing in the prototypes, they were like I think they said like one out of every four consoles like worked and they had so many scratch discs and stuff from the, the yeah. actual drives. So Again, it's just a really interesting article to read through and just kind of get that perspective of the production of a console and the behind the scenes and the thought process and went behind it. And, you know, they don't go too deep into like cost production and exactly what certain items cost and all that, because, of course, you're not going to yeah. reveal that type of info to the public. But it was still a pretty cool read. So definitely give that one a shot. 
the next one that we have here is uh, Nintendo once laughed at Xbox execs coming um, out. They laughed at Xbox execs out. Jeez, once laughed at Xbox execs out of the room over a Microsoft acquisition offer. That is the weirdest flipping title, dude. Yeah, it's a it's. A- Oddly worded. I'm not a writer. Nintendo, I'm going to trust that they did it right. Nintendo once left Xbox execs out of the office over a Microsoft acquisition offer. It's just a tongue twister. That's what yeah. got me. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Okay, so this one is uh, Megan... I can't see the name from here. I think it's Farouk Manesh at The Verge. And uh, a lot of Verge articles in our, you know, our uh, time here on the podcast. Uh, but this one really goes into... It's not a super detailed article. It's just primarily... Um, while they were discussing uh, the coffin box, uh, you know, and the production of it and what they wanted to do, there were, Microsoft was pretty much saying, go out and try to do whatever you can. Like execs were saying, they thought that they could just buy somebody and get into the industry and just like slap a Microsoft logo on it and call it good. Well, it wasn't even like all that, like it was that, but it was like, oh, we'll go out and buy EA, buy Square, buy these, like they want anything that they could get. Yeah. Whoever we can buy, go out and buy them. And for whatever reason, an exec said, go see Nintendo and see if, uh, you know, we can buy Nintendo. And uh, so pretty much they sat back in a room, apparently, with Nintendo, and they said it was, an, if you've ever been to an hour-long meeting where they're just laughing their asses off at you, and that's it, Yeah. then that's what the, they said it was like probably one of the worst meetings that I'd ever been in. Just because of that, the embarrassment of walking into a Japanese treasure, okay, and just being like, we want to buy your company. That's never going to happen. It yeah. would never happen. That'd be like going in and saying, we want to buy Sony. Yeah. It's not happening. That's so stupid. Like Japan keeps so much. Stuff, it's a like, big close misunderstanding. Yeah, hundred percent cultural like, misunderstanding that they would have thought that that would have gone down like that. Yeah, exa- like hundred percent. And then you think about the fact that Xbox sales have been pretty poor in Japan for a number of years. Like, you you suck in that market. Okay, like it. Well, not not then, but like you try to purchase a Japanese company, and then you suck in the Japanese market for years upon years haven't established yourself as a console anybody wants to buy in japan i mean it's got significantly i don't even think it hit a thousand sales during uh christmas i think it showed like 113 or something like that i don't know was, I, I saw the numbers on that kind of stuff like a week ago but I don't okay remember. so in japan that week of the 26 they sold 218 consoles mm. compared to sony's thirteen thousand. yeah and in compared to Nintendo's 279,000. Yeah, I know. I can't believe, like, <laughs> Nintendo's still pushing a quarter million units in a week. Yeah. Well, just Japan. Yeah. Yeah, 1.5 million globally. So, yeah, it's, there's, like I said, there's not a whole lot in depth in this article, but like you said, man, cultural misunderstanding. There's no reason for them to go into Japan and be like, we're buying Nintendo. I know. I hope they at least got, like, a good weekend and got to see some sites or something, because, like, it, it's not like, you know, they probably booked their plane thinking, you know, we'll go in and maybe we'll have a second meeting. No, it was just the one laugh fest and then dejection. Went out and bought their square watermelons, saw the colorful toilet, you know, from the mm-hmm. Simpsons. That, that's what they had to do. Uh, and then there was one other piece to that article I was thinking about. Uh, oh, you know, at, at the end of the day, they did buy Rare, you know. That they get them. I wonder what would have happened. Like they should have gone and talked to Sega. Yeah, Sega like really? Been... Because I mean, th- well, who knows? Maybe they did. 
I it could come out, and if it did come out, then that would have been a much better way. Like, could you imagine if Sega and Microsoft teamed up? I mean, we just talked like a few months ago about some rumor article that Sega was going to make a big announcement, and there was rumors like, oh, maybe they've been acquired by Xbox or Microsoft. If Microsoft would have acquired Sega to be able to jump into the Japanese market, yeah, game I mean, changer for sure, a game changer. But I think at this point, Sega probably Dreamcast probably would have been like. A huge success. Yeah, if they did a Dreamcast too, it probably would be a huge success. There's so much nostalgia for what essentially was a decent console. Like, it wasn't bad. It's just, you know. What if they made the Sega Dreamcast, but it was a big silver X? <laughs> they it, still it, called it the Dreamcast. No, 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 no. It'd have to be a big D. A big D. <laughs> just a big D. That's how they'd launch it. The know? big D. With, with Nintendo, uh, Microsoft Ds. <laughs> I don't know, man. The big D. That'd be interesting. Oh my god! And the colors—you just had different colors of D's. That yeah, <laughs> that'd be uh, an interesting process. Well, okay, man. Let's um, before we get into a whole little tangent here on um, on D's. Nintendo Switch new revision, codenamed Ala. Deter- god, man, you're spelling. Oh, data mine. I thought it said determine. Data mine. Uh, to feature OLED screen, new dock, 4K support, and more. Man, today is. I'm off today. Challenging. Uh, Francisco DeMeo at WCC Tech. So it's cool, but I think 4K is reaching for the screen. I'd be happy. Give me like a good low power 1080p OLED screen and then have the dock run 4K on the TV. Well, that would be good. Well, that's what they're not 100% confirmed on with it here. They're saying, yeah, it's a new OLED screen, but... You You could just say OLED. OLED, OLED, whatever. I'm saying OLED. Because it's an LED. It's not a LED. It's an LED. It's an acronym. I know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So it's OLED, not OLED. You know what? Tell us on Facebook and Twitter if Ryan is incorrect on this one. I just say OLED. Hey, it's good enough for Lou. It's good enough for me. Okay, uh, okay. So here's the here's the deal, man. Like, they're not sure if it's just a new screen, if it's uh, 4K support within the actual handheld mode. Is it 4K support with just a new dock? Is it a new console in general? There's not enough info here to really, you know, give a definitive answer. Like, yeah, Nintendo's coming out with like a pro version of the Switch. What would be cool though is the ability to get a new dock for say a hundred bucks that has a new chip and allows you to, of course, play 4K on your TV. Like and and to your point, um, if there is a new screen, yeah, it's released and such, and that's your new screen, and maybe they drop the price point of the prior switch, or maybe it's just out of production at that point in time. You know, maybe that's all they do. Uh, but you know, a lot of people talk about you know Switch Pro. Are they going to have a uh, Switch Two? New Nintendo Switch. This, new. I don't even know if this would <laughs> technically count as that as like a pro version, especially if they just go like. If you're putting in a new screen, but you're keeping a resolution on the handheld mode the same, and the only thing you literally change is the dock, and you have that dock available for like other consumers to just kind of pick up and swap out their old docks, I mean, who knows? But I don't know if that really counts as like a pro version. Mm. Like it's it's an upgrade, yeah, but like unless you're redoing like a huge chunk of the hardware. I mean, technically, like. I mean, the performance was better on, like, the PS4 Pro versus the PS4 regular and helped to push the graphics higher. So if you're getting better graphics out of it, 
by just having a higher definition screen and putting in a bigger chip to push it further, I mean, that's that's what a pro is. But I guess it depends on how Nintendo pushes it, right? Is Nintendo just quietly ceasing production of an older model and putting out a brand new model? Well, think about like the, think about how they handled the DS line. So like once they came out with like the new 3DS, I don't think that they kept making the regular 3DS. Like I know you can't go buy like the old like launch one for like a long time. That's the one that I had. Like the new ones are way better and way nicer and a lot of them have that second little nub. Yeah. No, I mean I've got one of the new 3DS consoles and I love it. I would want one of those new 2DSs. Ew. No. No, no, no. I think they're cool. I don't like 2DS. Because you could turn your 3DS into a 2DS. You just don't put on the 3D. No, I like I like the shape of it. Oh, I got it. It's gotcha. like a wedge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on how Nintendo pushes this out into market. You know, like I said, is it quietly, we're going to push this out and it's 4K? I guess you can't really push out quietly a 4K model of something unless you keep the price point the same and you just cease production of the other one and that's it. Like, that's just a new standard. Well, I mean, who knows? Like, when they were developing... The Switch, it's been out for, what, four years now? Something like so that. So they yeah. were working on it, like, at least a couple years before that when they finalized, like, all the parts that they were probably going to be using. So it's, like, we're six years away from the last time they looked at price points on screens. Like, I know 4K TVs have come a long way in that last six years. So, f- I mean, 4K displays, like, cell phones, like, all look great now. Yeah. Like, you don't buy phones with bad screens anymore, so there's well, no reason you couldn't get a bigger one and slap it in a Switch. But I guess one of the other things here, too, though, is, like, they've already done a few minor updates, like longer battery life and that type of stuff that are consoles. Like, that's technically an upgrade as well, if you have a longer battery life mm-hmm. in a console, and they quietly push that out. That's yeah, not like it was that changed pushed. it, like, from, like, I think it added, like, a Dash 01 or something to the model number yeah and that's what i'm wondering like is this truly going to be like a mass marketed brand new switch console or is it that quiet we're just now putting this as a norm we're ceasing production of the old one i think they'll go with the new title i don't think they're doing a new title Uh, well no like the new switch like they did the new i don't even think they're doing that i I don't even think if they they change the whole screen resolution because then, okay, so here's the thing. If so they if made it 4K, that'd be like a whole different thing. But it's 720p so, right now. They've already said they're only like... It's not even like full HD. Yeah, but nobody cares. I mean, given how many it's sold. Well, nobody cares because it's coming from like the 3DS. Exactly. So, But like, like, if you made it 4K, all of a sudden it's got the same display resolution as the PS5. I not, mean, obviously, no. it won't have ray tracing, PS5, but it would have 4K graphics. PS5 is supposed to be able to go to 8K down the road. Not right now, it doesn't. Not right now, it doesn't. But So it would be the same. It'd be like a PS4. It'd be 4K. like a PS4 Pro. Pro. Yeah. Which is a huge step up. Yeah, well, it's a huge step up. But, you know, I just, I don't see them marketing a new console when they're in the middle of this life cycle of another console selling so well you're going to stemmy any sort of sales from like the switch Lite, for example people are going to be like well why would i buy a switch Lite when people buy a switch Lite because they don't want to play it on their tv and they're okay with not having like the better graphics but if you're going to put out one that's going to still remain portable well, but be like if you, way way higher resolution that's like a big draw that's something people would want to know about they wouldn't want to accidentally buy something that looks three times as good 
well, that's here, a huge difference. Here, here's the thing, though. John's it. dumb. Tell him he's dumb. No, I'm not done. So, okay, so you'd have to upgrade the screen on the Switch Lite, right? No, you wouldn't. Because that one would still be the cheap, portable model. Okay. Because but... people buy that because they don't want to play on their TV. They, you could get the regular Switch, and it looks better on your TV than it does in the handheld mode. The people that are buying the Switch Lite are buying it because they only want to play it on the bus. I just can't see him saying the new Switch the new Nintendo Switch. We'll see how wrong John is. We'll see if this even happens. We've been talking about this since the Switch came out. Like I know. That's year. the most annoying part is it's just like back and forth. Like we just did. I thought it was more recent, but it was actually like three weeks ago we did that article where the it was Bowser and he yeah. was like, no, we're just focusing on what we're doing now. And it's like, okay, I believe you. You're an exec. And then all of a sudden it's like. Nope, we data mined all this stuff. He's lying. Yeah, well, I mean, there was data mining with, like, the battery and all this other stuff, too, that happened Yeah, long but the ago. battery happened. Yeah, the battery happened, but it was such a minor upgrade. Yeah, I know. Three times, like, three times better resolution is not... So, hold on, when they data mine, what they say they data mined to get this? I don't know. I don't remember exactly what they were data mining. That wasn't, like, a firmware update or something that they data mined on? Because, I mean, if you're, like, why would, that's just the dumbest thing. Like, if you're a Nintendo, if it's a firmware update, why would you put this type of info into a firmware update right now? Dude, I don't know. I don't make code. Unless somebody. Or video game consoles. I don't know how that works. Don't ask me. Ugh. We're not experts. We, we, we're kind of experts. We have to, we have to position it that way. We're industry insiders. We One day. One day we might be. Either way, dude, I... I don't see if it does happen. I don't see it happening in 2021. I could see it happening in 2022. There's no reason to release a new Switch, Switch Pro or new Switch Switch or whatever the hell you want to call it. There's no point. They just sold a 1.5 million consoles in the span of a week just two weeks ago. No, I know, but like with the DS stuff, like you would, you they take the same chip. Like, the new one that they made would just have better graphics. My point is, they're not selling 500,000 consoles in a week or even 250,000 consoles in a week on a global basis. They are, like, ridiculously pummeling right now the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. There's no reason to put out a new console right now. There's I mean, no reason it will have been five years. I just don't see it happening right away. I five years is a normal amount of time for Nintendo to come out with something the, new. The only reason I could see it coming they out this it year... They do it every, like, five years. Here's the only reason I could see it coming out this next year would be because of the Legend of Zelda anniversary and having new Switch Zelda consoles that they would release. That's the only way I see this happening this year. Why would they do that? They wouldn't make enough for everybody. They would make like... Exactly. High demand. Nintendo. Going back to their roots of not making enough product and destroying the market. That's what Nintendo does best, Ryan. That's why Sega's not in the market anymore. They put you're too so, many consoles You're so out. wrong about this. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? Let us know in the comments. I think Nintendo's not doing that this year. 2022. Not 2021. All right. Let's get into our inflation deflation this week. My God. I think that's the most we've gone back and forth on the topic. Uh, Tecmo Bowl. Uh, Tecmo Bowl. Now, would you believe me, Ryan, if I said this was developed and published by Tecmo? Uh, I would. You would? Okay. Well, that's who it was. Because I wrote it down. That's who it was developed. That's <laughs> true. This was released in February of uh, 1989. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was February right now. And I'm like, dude, like we hit it right on the mark. Nope. No, we didn't. I'm, I'm a month behind. 
her ahead. Uh, what kind of game is this? It is a sports game. And of course, the reception has been considered in several as, uh, you know, a top 100 games. Several. Uh, it's been groups. on several top 100 games. Dude, lists. I John can't so, read today. I can't read. Like, I swear. I'll do the brass tacks later. You should totally do the brass tacks later. So it's so, been considered in several top 100 games of all time lists. Yeah. I have never played Tech Mobile. I had a good time. I got absolutely crushed. It was like 60 to 6. Yeah, brutal. You, your, yours was really bad. No, you were 56 to 6. Don't cut yourself. Oh, 56 Yeah, don't cut six. yourself short, Ryan. Yeah, use 56 points. You didn't give up that many. No. Yeah. I, on the other hand, uh, lost 35 to 21, and I was playing a second game, and I was only down... I had a kick return. That was pretty cool. Going all they the way. They just pick it off all the time. Well, I mean, if you're just really shitty at passing, that's what happens. I, I got guess. picked off three times. Uh, in that second game, I got picked off three times as well before the first half ended. Uh, but, but you did stop a uh, extra point. I stopped an extra point, and I picked it off myself as well. So they were only up 14-7 technically. Uh, so I was in that game for sure. I, I had a lot of fun, though. John absolutely would have stomped me if we played like versus, though. we got to play some Madden. Dude, you would stomp me even worse at that. Probably, yeah. I used to play... I played a little Blitz. Oh, that'd be a good one. Blitz is fun. You I get, have, like, the flame, and you can run fast. I have, some, cool. NFL, I have some NFL Blitz. We could play that next week. Although, we gotta play a Sega game. We promised Sega. And, you know, technically, we could have played Tecmo Super Bowl in the Sega Genesis. And that would have kind of fulfilled We'll our... do it. We'll do it for Super Bowl. Okay. Put All it right. in the books. All right. So, for the Super Bowl, we will play Tecmo Super Bowl. Or Tecmo Bowl Super. I don't remember the name. Tecmo Super Bowl. That's I think we'll it's play. Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. We'll play that one. Uh, I think that one, I don't know if they both do, but I think they both have Bo Jackson, or one of them has Bo Jackson. He used to be that dual threat, not dual threat player. He um, he played both baseball and football and was an absolute monster, and he's like nearly unstoppable in Tecmo Bowl. So I'll play as Oakland, just so I could play as Bo Jackson. And well, I'll him. also play as Oakland then. I don't know if you can. We'll find out. <laughs> Oakland versus Oakland. That would that just wouldn't be fun for running Bo Jackson. <laughs> who's going to win? Who's going to lose? I guess we just got to see who's better than in that case. Uh, all right. So, of course, like I said, or like Ryan said, it's uh, been considered in several uh, top 100 game lists of all time. And let's look at price point, dude. So, uh, complete in box is sitting at 25.48. It peaked at 26.07 in December of 2016. That is uh, trending upwards. A loose copy runs you at ten bucks, and uh, that peaked at fifteen dollars uh, December sixteenth or December twenty sixteen. Sorry, and that's trending up as well. Of course, this is the uh, Nintendo version, and uh, there are other versions out there. But overall, dude, what were your thoughts on this game? I mean, you got crushed, I got semi crushed. I thought I was crushed initially, and then I saw your game, and it didn't feel so bad. Uh, I'm not, I'm not huge at sports. Uh, like I said. <laughs> But I had a lot of fun. It's fun for me because, like, it's just four plays. Uh, the controls are pretty simple, except I apparently I don't know if holding down B is run or if tapping A is run. I should have looked through, like, a manual or something. But I had a good time. I thought it was fun. I would totally play again and more, and I look forward to it. So I think that this is totally a worthwhile pickup. I mean, nobody really needs complete inbox NES games, so for ten bucks, hell yeah, hell yeah, this is totally a steal. I would totally pick this up for ten bucks. Okay, so you think it's priced just right? Oh yeah, 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I would I would say that as well, man. Just right on this game. Uh, I think Tecmo Super Bowl goes for a little it bit just, more. It always feels bad to say something's underpriced. <laughs> but I think that this is underpriced. Like, I think that I would buy this for, like, even 15 bucks because I think it was... So then you think that this is uh, deflated? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be deflated because I, I think $10 is a good price point for this game. I did enjoy it myself as well. The four plays definitely makes things easier, but for somebody like me who does play a lot of other football games and such or other sports games, it's it's a little simple simple for me, I guess. Yeah, like you got two run plays and you've got your pass plays and the ability to move the field and whatnot as you need to, but and it's a quick paced game. I mean, we're talking one minute quarters is what we were playing. So I mean, yeah, I, w- I would say for what we played and what you're getting and it's a game that you can sit back with some friends and have some fun and, you know, get your $10 worth pretty quick. This would be a fun portable game. I think yeah. there's a Game Boy version. Uh, there probably If is. I was reading. I'm sure there's a uh, Game Gear version, given that there's a Sega version. So I know there's a Game Boy version. I looked at it earlier. Oh, did you? What yeah. about Game Gear, though? Because Game Gear, you got that nice, big, full-color screen. I remember playing some good uh, baseball games in there. I don't remember playing any Tecmo, though, when I was younger. You got the list up. Hmm, doesn't look like Game Gear is on here. Well, regardless, yeah. we're talking about the NES version, so definitely pick that up at 10 bucks. Um, Well, dude, we cut ourselves short on this one. Yeah. Shorter episode than usual. Uh, let's see, so next week, I don't know, let's play some NFL Blitz. Let's just do football until the Super Bowl. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got NFL Blitz on one of these consoles, and I've also got Blitz the League on PS3, so we can, like... Do you have, like, a backyard football? Dude, what am I, five? <laughs> like, no. I might. Maybe. Probably not. All right. Well, we'll do we'll do Blitz next week, then, I All guess. right. We'll, we'll do one of the NFL Blitz games. Either PS1 or I think I got on Dreamcast, actually. Okay. I like the Dreamcast. I uh... haven't played that in a while. Yeah. If I don't, I have NFL 2K1. <laughs> we could try that too. There's, I have multiple football games, people. So let's just do that. Let's do some football games leading up to the Super Bowl. We're going to call that right now. I think that's going to be fun. And then we don't have to figure out games every week because we'll know what we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no football trivia. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to give you football trivia too. I won't know any of it. This will be fantastic. This is going to be the best week. Would you know football could... trivia if I gave you football trivia? Depends on the football trivia. <laughs> it depends. Doesn't it always? Yeah, it depends. Like, if you ask me, like, statistic-type things or, you know, players, historical players, like, there's some I might get. Some I probably won't. Majority of them I won't. So, we'll see. But this is going to be the best, like, three weeks ever leading to the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't. Or four weeks. Join us for football. All right. Well, this has been episode 114 of the game of letters podcast i promise you guys we're recording in the morning time frame this is not late at night i have not been drinking in fact i have water uh but we will join you all next week for episode 115 my name's john i might be here and i might be ryan thanks for listening 